in the plain beginning, the pilgrimage, Father Jordy handed me this paper. And as he was looking for the consecration in the Love Crucified website to our Blessed Mother, he came across this letter I wrote. So he made a copy of it. To me, the attentiveness was seeing the spirit moving Father Jordy to find this letter. I read the letter in the plane, and I, I was astonished because this letter, I think, was one of the first letters that I wrote the community. This letter comes way from the beginning of the community. And as I read the letter, I understood why the Spirit moved Father to bring this. And I was waiting to see when, at what time in the pilgrimage, Our Lady was showing that the letter needed to come. And I felt when Father Jordy, I heard the Spirit move him in his homily last night. To me, that homily was so significant. All the homilies have had, it's been a process. God has been taking us through. Today was the day to bring forth the letter. And I'd like to bring forth the letter. Ended with a confirmation from Jimena. And reviewed for you what, how I see the pilgrimage has been moving and the significance of the different things we've experienced. Okay? So I'm going to read the letter and kind of teach you a little bit as I, as I read it. I wrote. During these times of great spiritual battle, we must understand the importance of living our consecration. During the past few months, I have read two books by Father Kasiki. The Spirit and the Bride Say Come, and spiritual warfare attack against the woman. The first book after Conchita that the Lord brings our community is Father Kasiki's book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. These two books have given me a deeper understanding of the importance of consecrating ourselves and families to Mary and living out our consecration. God is calling us to holiness, and I firmly believe that God has a special plan for our families. But it will require each of us to respond fully. Father Kasiki writes, We believe that consecration to Mary is an essential step toward the sovereign act needed to bring about the new Pentecost. This step of consecration is a needed preparation for Calvary. 
where in a corporate way we will experience the crucifixion as, as did Jesus our head. Now this is very important because including ourselves, including me, we, most of us, consecrated ourselves to Mary years ago. I did the Louis de Munford consecration, but when I first did my consecration, I never did my consecration back then knowing in my mind that Mary was preparing me to be a victim of love. That Mary was preparing me to live the Calvary of the church. And nobody ever explained it or taught it to me that way. To me, what is beautiful of the path is that it begins the path that the Lord has given us, consecration to Mary. But we, in the past, teach consecration to Mary as the means to become one with Jesus Christ, priest and victim. The cross, Father Kasiki continues, is the source of the power both of resurrection and Pentecost. From Calvary, we will move to the cynical, whereas the bride, in union with the Spirit, together with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and guided by blessed Peter, we will pray, Come, Lord Jesus. This reminded me, years ago, the Lord gave me an interior um, image of Jesus crucified on the cross. And I could see him. In the middle was his sacred heart as Eucharist with his sacred heart. And I could see souls from all places entering Jesus crucified in his sacred heart. And the Lord showed me these were all the victim souls, past, present, future. Then all of a sudden, from the heart of Jesus on the cross, came the Holy Spirit. Big, huge. At that time, years ago, I didn't quite understand it. But reading this today, I saw that's the new Pentecost. And the new Pentecost is going to come from the corporate Calvary, the victim souls united in Jesus crucified, the power of love bring forth the new Pentecost. And then so we are all participating in bringing forth the new Pentecost through the cross. I wrote, I believe that we are each being formed and purified by our Blessed Mother to participate in the triumph of her Immaculate Heart and in helping save many souls. When I wrote this, the Lord had not yet shown me the importance of the word participation. 
how has the Lord taught us? You see, from the time I wrote this, it's been years of formation. And now he's bringing it back. The Lord taught us concretely in our everyday life how to participate in his Eucharistic life. And that is all in the past. Father Kasiki explains, what Mary is experiencing now as redemptrix with the Lord Jesus is a foretaste of what the whole church is to experience. The church is to be the effective sign, sacrament of salvation to the whole world. What Mary is experiencing now as mother and model is the fulfillment and reality of what is in store for all of us. The saving role now exercised by Mary is to be the role of the church in the world. This is very important. The path is the manual given to us by God. This is so important. This is what's unique for us as part of the works of the cross that God began with Conchita and St. Faustina is the Lord has entrusted to this group of Anawims, the nobodies that we all are, the path from heaven as the formation manual for the great saints of this times, his victim souls, to be the saving role, the church, the bride, saving many souls. That's why how often do we teach in the heart of every mother and missionary of the cross has to come the fire of the spirit to save souls. The church, like Jesus the head, is to ascend Calvary and shed its blood in union with him for the salvation of the world. Mary's role as mother is to prepare us for this yes on Calvary. Mary brought us a very small group at the beginning of Love Crucified to Mexico. She gave us the mission of the community. We went back. We just published the path not too long ago. She's taken us six years of formation. Now she brings us back to Mexico. Why? To prepare us now for the final formation. The formation to be Come fully her martyrs.
the martyrs one with Jesus. I really believe that some in our community have been chosen by God with the special grace that will be shed their blood for Christ, that will be red martyrs. But all will live the martyrdom, which is the third nail in chapter four of our path, the martyrdom of persecution. Nothing happened by chance. The Lord began to place very strong in my heart in prayer, (coughs) martyrdom. The martyrdom of the years, the interior martyrdom, but also the red martyrdom not too long ago. What moved the spirit for Father Jordy and I to watch a documentary of the French Revolution right before coming on this pilgrimage. I knew that the Lord was doing something. (coughs) Father Jordy said something very significant last night about John the Baptist. When I was watching the movie of the French Revolution, I did say to Father, how can it be? That the Lord did not come to set them free. I watched men like all of you, priests like you, women, mothers like us, children, babies to teenagers. They all came together and fought against. They would not let go of their Catholic faith. And they put All the Catholics put on their shirts the sacred heart of Jesus red with the cross on the top. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, surely God is going to, and they're going to triumph. They're going to win the battle. And they were all slaughtered. I couldn't believe it, how they were slaughtered. It was so evil. And then at the end of the movie, it was as if God was showing me, preparing me for what I'm going to live. I'm being totally honest with you, my family. And then when Father Jordy last night connected this for me with John the Baptist, he didn't fully understand. He had a moment of doubt, like, and then you see... He's given, he was chosen, what Father Jordy said, (coughs) to even be the precursor of, he, he enters, his death is united to the death of Jesus for a greater good. And I understood. And Our Lady of Guadalupe is preparing us for this great final battle. It goes on, Father Kasigi, to write, and further, 
We fulfill the command of the Lord to us on the cross. There is your mother. As we take her as our own. This is the scriptural foundation for consecration to Mary. And we allow Mary to fulfill the command Jesus gave to her. That is, to form us as sons by entrusting our lives to her, we unite our yes with her yes of Nazareth and of Calvary. By entrusting our lives to her, we draw down the spirit and make possible the new Pentecost. Father Kasiki in his book, Spiritual Warfare, explains in detail the devil's all-out warfare against this age and gives us the armor needed to withstand the evil. God has chosen Mary to defeat Satan. Through our consecration, Mary wants to make us immaculate like her. What was the first talk of the retreat, of the pilgrimage? Father Jordy's homily on immaculateness. How significant the importance of becoming immaculate, the importance of purity. Father Jordy said two very important things about us becoming immaculate that are required. Confession and serious and honest and open accompaniment. Accompaniment can be one, I would say, is the most difficult part of living the path in this community. Most difficult. When you are confronted with personality disorders that you need to look at and I need to look at, and we all need to look at, it is extremely difficult. We don't like it. Few persevere. And when the Lord speaks to this community about perseverance, that's where it is. Perseverance when you are told things that do, do not like. And your tendency is to leave. And many do. But the few in this community that I have work, been with for years <coughs> that have moved through this accompaniment, have been tempted to leave, have stuck through it, I have seen the transformation of the soul. Amazing. And that is the only way we are going to become immaculate. 
St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians 5.27 writes that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Mary wants to equip us with the weapons, the five stones, Father, this is Father Kosicki, of humility and purity to defeat Satan. The, our Blessed Mother is preparing us. The, the mission of Love Crucified is a battle mission. There is no way that we can go up against Satan without humility and purity. And here comes a great, great problem in our priesthood. Because when our priests have entered a life of impurity, they lose the power against Satan. And what happens is that Satan ends up oppressing them. And their priesthood is oppressed from the power and of the Holy Spirit to deliver souls, to bring forth what the priests need to bring. Priests, again, need to enter fully the life of priests and victims. And very few priests understand how to be victim priests in their everyday life. The missionaries of the cross, especially our priest missionaries of the cross, seminarians, have the mission to bring this to their brother priest. When a priest doesn't have this understanding of his union with Jesus as priest and how to live as a priest victim, the power of his priesthood is not in its fullness. And that is what we're seeing, unfortunately, in the church. And it is through the power of spiritual motherhood, victim women in Mary, that we're going to help raise up our victim priests, lay and consecrated. God reveals himself to the pure and simple of heart. How important are these virtues for our growth in holiness? Look at Juan Diego. Father Kasiki elaborates this point for us by saying, she will teach us and bring us to her sinlessness, her holiness, and will prepare us for the victorious battle of the cross. That is what Our Lady is doing with us. She is preparing us. Our whole preparation of love crucified is for the great battle of the cross. And we need to understand this. Even as she prepared Jesus, she will bring us to his docility, to the will of the Father, to his humility, to his obedience, to his forgiveness and to his love, which transforms suffering into salvation. 
We need to enroll ourselves in her school of holiness by entrusting our lives to her by consecration. By consecration, we allow Mary to fulfill the Lord's plans both for her and for us. Our families and our community must be marked by love, but not just any kind of love. The love revealed to us by Jesus and Mary on the cross. A concern is often raised concerning the amount of activities that we have. We can never become just a community of great activities, but rather a community anchored in love of God and love of neighbor. We must live our consecration by helping each other carry our crosses and by allowing our mother to lead us through the passage of Calvary as she did her son. This is the only passage that leads to heaven and to sainthood. We must be a community of saints forming saints which is victims forming victims. That is the formation of a saint. I would like to end my letter with Jesus' words to Conchita on the kind of love he desires. Give me a love like this. Give me souls who love me in suffering, who find their joy on the cross. My heart thirsts for such a love, an unselfish love, an expiatory crucified love, a sound love such as, as it may be said no longer exists on earth. Yet it is the only true love, the love which saves purifies, and the love I require through my commandments. All other parent loves do not satisfy me. All other love is vain, artificial, often culpable, save the love which I have just shown you. That was the end of my letter. So I'd like to just review our pilgrimage. I already spoke about Father's first homily, purity, immaculateness, the importance of purity, and the importance of us as victim souls being victims, living as victims, men and women united, mothers and missionaries united, to suffer, to bring forth the purity in all men, especially our priests and seminarians. The second talk I gave on identity, we cannot be who we are if our identity as missionaries and mothers of the cross are not rooted and strong. 
If we do not know who we are in our purpose, our identity is wishy-washy. Without a strong, solid identity, we cannot fulfill our purpose and mission. Without purity, you cannot enter the fullness of the path. Our Lady then gave us two roses, the red and the white, and they came together. Again, preparing us for martyrdom through purity. As they become one, I felt more and more that they can exist separate. They're together. The martyrdom and purity, the red and the white, is one. You can't have one without the other. Father Ron then spoke to us. The Holy Spirit. Surrender. Abandonment. And the Lord, immediately after he spoke to us, brought us <laughs> through the reality of the experience of living what he taught us. And I have to say that Father Ron's homily prepared us and was really a strength for all of us. Because when we got separated in the two groups, all of us, I think, at a certain point, were feeling a certain frustration, agitation. We were in that mob of people. We're going here. Father Jordy's not here. His group is... We're, we're, you know, we were going this way, we were going, we couldn't, we were talking on the phone, we can't. And there was a tendency to maybe blame, murmur, you know, all the things Father was telling us. But a lot of us, I, the different women I was talking to, it was Father Ron's homily that kept saying, the ways, <laughs> the ways, you know, surrender, surrender. God has a plan in this. We surrender. And it was his homily that strengthened us to, to teach us in the most simple experience to surrender. And as we surrender and just accepted it and thinking, well, we might not get mass. It was way past 11 already. And I was thinking, oh, well, okay, then God has another plan. But there was always in me that temptation of getting, like, frustrated, you know, and upset. And, and, I, and we did it. And then look at what Our Lady did. We got mass. It was beautiful. Every, we, we found each other. We were all together. What a beautiful teaching on, again, surrender. Then we ascended Tepeyac yesterday. And we went up to the cross. It's as if, again... Ascending Calvary. Physically, like Our Lady showing us, we're going to ascend. We're going to go to the cross at the top. Love crucified. We all gathered around the cross. Before we did that, though, the Lord permitted something to happen. Beautiful. He had to solidify the identity of the missionaries of the cross. 
before we could get to the cross. How significant is that? How did he solidify the missionaries of the cross? Through our two saints, Saint Michael and Saint Uriel was Saint the first Uriel. one. There was something that I think first Daniel did and then father did where they got up there and then immediately the man heart wants to go like this. <laughs> and I'm down there looking at that and the first thing I would go is, no! <laughs> That's not it. But you know, now it's come, the spirit is moving, you know. That is so significant because the tendency, this is important, men, you see the biceps of those guys? Yeah, so but that's okay. So look, okay, but this is important. I, I'm so glad you said that, Daniel. The tendency of the man of the world is to want to be strong on the surface, like the physical strength. I live in a house full of boys. What do they all do, including my husband? They do not miss their workouts. They're all buffed. They all look at each other on the mirror, their muscles, how big, their chest. <laughs> I'm all day watching these boys and men doing this, you know, including my husband, all of them. That is the manhood of the world. That is not the manhood that God is raising. What does St. Michael show us? Boy, yes, what muscles? See their legs, their arms. I mean, these these men are are strong. But this is what the Lord was showing us. Saint Michael is strong muscle. That strength you saw in his body is the strength of his identity. Saint Michael knows who he is, who created him, and what his purpose and mission is with God. That's where the muscle strength comes in. If you only have earthly muscles without this kind of muscle, you know what kind of men you will be? When the persecution comes, you're all going to turn around and run the other way because you don't have the strength of God. And that's going to be for priests too. Many priests in the persecution hide. St. Michael trusts. He's abandoned to God. And he is obedient. And he is courageous. And we learn in the path I spoke to you in my talk on identity on what uh, obedience is. And obedience is the fruit of a deep transformation that our men must also go through. Two, three other men that we encountered on this pilgrimage. First one, Bishop Martinez. What did Bishop Martinez teach our men? The docility, an intelligent man, a man of the church, a bishop. The docility to open his heart to Conchita a woman of God, a holy woman with also a purpose and mission. And he not only forms her and blesses her as her spiritual director, but he receives the richness of what God has given Conchita 
and his priesthood is blessed and purified through her. Again, the union of a holy priest and a holy woman. After him came Father Felix. Father Felix was very significant for our Father Jordi. Because Father Felix and I felt Father Jordi had to be very blessed and anointed in the tomb of Father Felix. Because Father Jordi has the mission of raising up these missionaries of the cross. And he's going to probably, the missionaries of the cross are going to be raised up during the time of persecution. And then there's Padre Pro. Padre what? Pro. Pro. Miguel Pro. And again, what is the martyr? What a priest. You see? What a man. What a... Padre Pro was centered on his identity. He was ready, prepared by Our Lady to be a martyr. And he goes out and he gives himself. And he dies in, with courage, obedience to the Lord. And that blood is united to John the Baptist and all the martyrs that is bringing forth the new Pentecost. We get finally to the cross. And all of the crucified gathers around the cross. And we talked about the missionaries of the cross there. The missionaries of the cross are going to come forth as the men of this community are centered in their identity, living their identity. But also there was an, a significant other step at the cross. It was a missionary cross. In my heart at that moment, I thought of the daughters of the precious blood. But I didn't say anything. Because it's been years of difficulty with the daughters. Every time I have tried for years to begin, the daughters of the most precious blood of Jesus, the Lord has. <laughs> and I finally just let it go and said, the Lord will bring it forth at his time in the way he wants. And there comes Patty with the veil, with her red ribbon around the veil and the cross of the thing behind the veil, very quiet, hasn't said a word and places it. Attentiveness. To me, the Holy Spirit spoke volumes in that, that um, what Patty did. And if the mothers remember, the Lord gave us the habit of the daughters of the precious blood of Jesus. And he explained to us the meaning of every part of the habit. And that the lay mothers of the cross, all the mothers of the cross are, are dressed in this habit. Those of us that are lay wear it mystically, interiorly. Someday the daughters will reveal it exteriorly. But it's significant that of all the parts of the habit, what touches the cross is the veil. And the veil signifies the white covered in purity. Again, the purity. The red ribbon signifies soaked in the precious blood of Jesus because we're chalices and the veil of the daughters is long it touches the bottom 
And Our Lady explained, because it signifies the wings of the Holy Spirit. Women as victims with Mary, spouse of the Holy Spirit, are filled and protected in the Holy Spirit. Very significant. También, the colors from the beginning of Love Crucified are red and white. And how significant, divine mercy. Mm-hmm. And I end with the homily of Father Doherty, which I've already mentioned last night, martyrdom. And the path that's been given to Love Crucified is the formation of the martyrs for these times. And so now I'd like to end with a testimony, a living testimony of Jimena. This is my testimony, but more importantly, I think this for all of us to really pray to Our Lady to place this in our heart, um, that we all live this every single day in complete union with her. So please, do not leave it just as my testimony. It is something for us to be all, to, to leave it all. So when we visit Tepeyac, a dead soul has entered my heart. A dead soul with a face. A dead soul that is not going to hell without a fight. A soul that is not, not going to hell because there was not someone to pray for her. I welcome her into my heart as my beloved child. I will cry her sins like a mother cries the sins of her children. I will do penance in reparation for her mockery to you, my Lady of Guadalupe, and to the Lord, my God. My mother, my Lord, look not at her sins, but at the faith of this Mother of the Cross, your victim of love. Señor, Salvador de los hombres, sálvala. Give me, guide me, give me the strength not to grow weary. Many years ago, Mother, you asked us to receive the dead soul and the dead hearts. I saw a river of darkness coming into my heart to be received as you received the dead body of our Lord. In March, during our retreat, I received a little soul. The Lord allowed me to feel the sorrow he feels for this little soul is the soul of a child that if I did not embrace would be lost. My Lord, Give me the faith, humility, and purity of heart to carry this to, the, to be pleasing to you. 
These events, graces and attacks, are not something that we are to, that, that we uh, see as spectators. But these are events that we need to receive as participants. We are our Lord's, Lord's body. I am to receive the roses and the thorns, to give the roses and keep the thorns, a treasure in my heart. Be attentive. Your life is a prayer. Everything done with the awareness of God's presence and to please him is then transformed from the natural to the supernatural. Thank you, my mother, for the gift of this soul, for sharing with me one of your sorrows. Through your sorrows, you participated in my redemption. Through your sorrows, you also participated in that girl's redemption. Thank you, Jimena. Jimena is teaching all of us something so important. We were all experienced the attack of the woman that came upon Father Jordy and then Deacon Edgar when we were all together. Jimena did not, what she says is she did not just watch that as a um, spectator. You see, all of us were astonished, this woman, how she came. It was Satan himself working through her to attack the purity of the priesthood. Jimena, as a mother of the cross, one with Mary, saw the soul of that woman and cried the tears of that woman as the daughter of our blessed mother that's lost. And Jimena is moved by the spirit to receive that possessed woman as her daughter in Mary and to spend the rest of her life as a victim soul for her deliverance and salvation. That is a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross. And God wanted to show us this concrete lesson through Jimena. So we all honor you and thank you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen.